Good evening. How's it going? Uh, going pretty good. Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for 8-29-2016. So what's new and exciting? I can't come up with anything else to say. <laughs> well, can you can you hear me okay this week? I can hear you perfect. I think the I think Discord was just getting used to your surroundings because you'd used it on the I guess on the road before and this might have been the first time you used it at home was last week. Maybe? Don't know. Okay. I can hear you great. You sound okay. fantastic. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um so what's new and exciting? Well, um uh right off the bat um St. Louis County in Missouri. Okay. The county council is uh, moving a tobacco 21 bill to perfection, which I'm not all that familiar with how St. Louis County makes their law. Um, so I, I sort of assume that this is a period of the lawmaking process where they work out some kinks in the language. And I've spent kind of a inordinate amount of time today reviewing the ordinance and mm -hmm. found several kinks in the language um <clears throat> but uh so our, our friends over at uh by state regional advocates for vaping education mm -hmm. uh, or brave aj mall uh, and mm -hmm. others have been on top of this and uh i believe i i, I know aj works during the day i don't know if he's going to be there but um, I know that people will be showing up at the hearing tomorrow. Uh, it's okay. tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Uh, anybody in St. Louis County is recommended that wants to go to the hearing uh, is recommended to get there around 5.40 so you can get through security and take your and sign up to speak if you would like. Okay. Um, and we also have an active engagement for this. Uh, okay. We don't normally run these things through our um, engage platform, but uh, the 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 this, <laughs> the uh, options have been expanded recently for uh, local lawmakers. So uh, we were able to put together sort of the pre-written, fully editable email campaign for St. Louis County Councilors. So if you live in St. Louis County, by all means. Uh, check out our website, you can find the link to the, the engagement there and okay. send them an email. There's also uh, phone numbers and uh, yeah, contact information for uh, for calling county counselors and okay. urging them to oppose this. And just since you know we're on this topic, it, it, the Tobacco 21 laws are something that we are opposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's you know, under ideal circumstances, we're talking about some sort of carve out for smoke free products, acknowledging they are lower risk than than cigarettes. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of an unreasonable ask that, mm -hmm. that seems to be too complicated for people to make the words for. So um, it, it's it's kind of we're sort of in that position where we generally oppose um, tobacco 21. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, not to mention the whole kind of, you know, you're considered an adult when you're 18. Right. So, you know, 
at the very least, you should be able to be, you should be able to to make that decision on your own whether or not you want to initiate some sort of nicotine product, um, especially when we're talking about low risk products. Sure. So, um, yeah, that's the kind of immediate legislative thing going on um, over the weekend. Uh, for people living in California, um, the Sacramento Business Journal put up a poll okay. asking readers if they would support a $2 per pack tax increase on cigarettes. <laughs> Do and, they, not, they don't get that it's them too. Well, the... It, Yes, it, it, that's yeah, that's the point. Is that uh, you know even the media is already sort of either missing the point or intentionally leaving out the additional tax being applied to vapor products. Sure. Um, and this is not like it's, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up, but you know the, the complicated thing here is that there is an equivalency tax on vapor mm -hmm. products, and this sure. is not. It's not the, uh, maybe I'm already misunderstanding it. <laughs> they're, they're going to pass a tax on, on vaping too. They're going to sub, somehow standardize that, correct? Right, it yeah, it's, 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 tobacco. it's, yeah. it's so they're, they're adding $2 tax onto a pack of cigarettes. Now, mm -hmm. cigarettes are already taxed in, sure in California. So it's $2 on top of what is already being taxed. Mm -hmm. They're not finding the equivalency of that addition. They're, they're finding the equivalence of the total tax being applied to cigarettes. So for vapor products, which are not currently subject to any extra tax beyond sales tax, Mm -hmm. This means somewhere in the range of 62 to 68% tax okay. on vapor products. And people are still kind of working out whether or not this means all things, devices, components, and e-liquid. Mm -hmm. Or if this would just apply to nicotine-containing liquid, um, that's something that people are still trying to figure out. Okay. Regardless, regardless of that, mm -hmm. this Sacramento Business Journal poll is a, a very good example of how this ballot initiative is already being misrepresented in in the media and potentially to voters um and, and this is something that uh it, it wasn't something that we actually ended up publishing but right. one of the things that we have voiced um you know when i was in sacramento uh back in the spring with uh with safada members from california Mm -hmm. And we spoke with, I can't remember the name of the agency. I have a business card around here, um, but they are, they are the organization that uh, basically provides information to voters about the various ballot initiatives. And um, one of the, one of the issues that was brought up was that the title of this ballot initiative is misleading in that it only references uh, mm -hmm. tobacco. It does not specifically name vapor products. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there are plenty of people in California 
who would make that distinction between smoking and vapor products uh, if they are afforded that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, there is a um, website to check out. There's a, there's a campaign against uh, this initiative. Uh, I believe it's no on 56.com okay. or .org. Um, just Google no on 56 and you should be able to find it. Okay. So yeah. that's California. Okay. Uh, the other piece of news that uh, hopefully by now people have had the opportunity to uh, at least find this, um, the uh, right to be smoke free slash Nicopure uh, camp was a, responded to uh, the FDA's uh, motion for summary judgment, I believe, uh, on Friday. That was the deadline for it. Uh, mm -hmm. I have not actually had all of the time or presence of mind to sit down and read all 50 pages of it. Mm -hmm. But what I have read of it is very impressive. It is very direct mm -hmm. um, and it is very well written. Uh, hopefully we'll have something up about it on our site um, this week. Right. But I encourage everyone to uh, seek that out. And uh, yeah. actually, I, when uh, I'll give you a link that you can put in the show notes, uh, we have that got posted it. up on our website. Awesome. Yeah, okay. I, know, I think Clive Bates put out a link to it uh, yeah. on Friday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you were talking about Brave. Uh, Margot's on the show. Uh, Margot, what, what do you do for Brave? Technically, I am Southwest Missouri's regional vice president for Brave. So, yeah, we had a local get together this weekend, and uh, that was one of the things that we hit on was the fact that because we do live in the state of Missouri, if you ever even remotely drive close to the St. Louis area, fire off emails and let them know how you feel about it. Kansas yeah. City already got hit really hard with it, and Columbia has been hit with it. Um, it's just a matter of time before they start making their way across the whole state. Yeah. 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 And, he, Go ahead. yeah I, I was talking to, to uh, chatting back and forth with AJ over the past couple of days. And I, Missouri is one of those states that I'm sorry, I'm saying Missouri wrong. I'm not from Missouri and I'm not going to pretend to get my accent right. But um, <laughs> uh, you're actually of, saying it correctly. You are actually are okay. the way the way Julie says it, the way you say it. That's absolutely correct. When I say it, it sounds terrible. Okay. okay. Well, uh, so Missouri is one of those states where uh, you guys at the state level have a, a, a tobacco and vapor product definition that is is separate. And um, I, I was I, I was trying to find it earlier, but I, I couldn't. But I do remember that being something that the legislature, you know, there was an effort to separate vapor products from tobacco products Correct. from cigarettes. Correct. And one of the interesting things about this. Uh, the ordinance in St. Louis County is that they they seem to have taken care to define alternative nicotine products and vapor products separately from tobacco and tobacco products, but they did it in a way where it's sort of all in the same subpart. So it's in the definition section. The, the first definition is tobacco and tobacco products, and that's 
So that's one A. And then one B and one C include alternative nicotine products and vapor products. And so I, I just thought that was a very strange, like structurally, that was a very strange way to add those definition, definitions in there. And then later on in the ordinance, they kind of specify where licensing fees are supposed to be, uh, you know, licensing fees are supposed to pay for the Department of Public Health enforcing um, the minimum legal purchase age, but they refer to it, it, it only goes to uh, those licensed to sell tobacco products. It doesn't mention alternative nicotine, it doesn't mention vapor products. So, which is kind of a weird, you know, it's either carelessness or some sort of Freudian slip well, where they- It gets you know, even more confusing too, because there are some cities in the state that require vapor stores to obtain tobacco licenses and others that don't. So mm -hmm. it, it's been kind of a alphabet soup from day one. Mm -hmm. um, Missouri is a, a unique state, though, because you have to remember that our state governing body had to override Jay Nixon because Jay Nixon vetoed a bill that was sent to him that would make minimum age of 18 on vaping products law and he mm -hmm. vetoed it because there was language in it he didn't like and so it, it was it's been strange to watch how all of those policies actually play out in the state and we're also what the the lowest tobacco tax in the country i think so it's like you guys and, and uh kentucky i think is the lowest wow so, yeah, everybody's hurting for money and they're just looking to find it anywhere. I see a lot of places now talking about soda taxes that I never thought I would see talk seriously about that before. So uh, the search for money, they tend to go the easier route with what they say is syntax, but with vapor products and low risk alternatives to smoking, that just doesn't make any sense because it's it's hurting the very thing you claim to want to move people to. You know what I mean? I've never understood that. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm, I'm not the government, so. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, it, with the, the, the tax bill, the tax ballot initiative in California and mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of, a lot of activity in Pennsylvania going on um, yeah. between now and uh, the end of September. Uh, I, I feel like I've talked about this every week, but um, <laughs> so the Pennsylvania legislature comes back into session, I believe on September 19th or right around there. Right. And uh, there's a memorandum floating around. This is apparently how Pennsylvania makes uh, introduces bills when they're in recess mm -hmm. and this would uh, it would essentially reduce the tax on vapor products from the 40% wholesale tax that retailers are currently going to be required to pay right. uh, down to five cents per milliliter uh, of e-liquid 
Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's going to be just on nicotine containing e-liquid or all mm -hmm. e-liquid. Um, but uh, so that's, it's, it's a much more workable uh, tax plan. Yeah. The California, yeah, the California ballot initiative, although it, it does not look like it will contain a floor tax, which is mm -hmm. what the floor tax in Pennsylvania is sort of the first thing that would put businesses out of business. Um, a, a 62 to 68% tax oh. on vapor products in California oh, would God. just... That would cripple the industry. It, yeah, it, it, it will put a lot of people out of business. And considering that I think half or just over half of the vapor product industry is in California, um, that that would be a huge, huge deal. Um, so, and it's, you know, ultimately you can't, you can't collect tax on zero sales yeah. that, that just doesn't, that doesn't compute. Um, so I, I really don't, you know, I, I think a lot of times lawmakers get wooed by the numbers. And then the, the tobacco 21 movement is, is another great example of that. Um, institutes of medicine looked at that policy, but it all hinges on, you know, every state adopting the policy now. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, the gains are sort of, or the public health gains, if you want to put it that way, are, are, are mediocre at best. You're talking about, I think, 3 million people mm -hmm. uh, not starting to smoke over the period of 40 years or something right. like that. Well, I mean, tobacco control pretty much has done everything it possibly could that would, would make actual reductions, right? Now we're at the point of completely diminishing returns where it, it's not implementing policy to help anyone except itself maybe with publicity because this stuff is is just it's crazy i mean i i figure the next thing they're going to be talking about is the same thing simon chapman talks about a lot in australia a smoking license or a vaping product license for end users you know if they can't get the tax from the businesses because they drive them out of business, well, maybe they'll try to tax the end users. Do, and do that's I have a to zero take a, would, public did, health gain. What? Would, would Australians have to take a test in order to get that license? I, and, I, and, and, and what would that <laughs> test look like? I don't know. Maybe a hair follicle test. I can't, I can't even imagine, but it, the way they want to implement this in Australia is you would buy a license to say you were going to smoke a pack of cigarettes a week and it was going to be, you know, an extra $20 surcharge on top of a $20 pack of cigarettes. And that would be like your license. Um, and as you smoked more and more, the cost would go up on you, including the tax that you're already paying on top of your tobacco product. That's, that's like one of the top five stupidest things I think I've heard in a long well, time. This is what I say when I say tobacco control has hit the point of diminishing returns. Now they're throwing things out there that make absolutely no sense. Yeah. No sense. And if people implement 
all of these things, they're just going to be hurting the states they live in and the people trying to stop using tobacco. So none of this makes any sense at all. Except, you know, to them. In that imaginary world they live in. <laughs> no. And speaking of um, lame ideas coming out of tobacco control, I just saw, <laughs> I guess this weekend, uh, the Truth Initiative put out some uh, don't go squadless campaign. Uh, another hashtag that people are thrilled about. Um, again, you know, and it, it, what's really kind of what's what's really irritating is that I, you know, David Abrams, I believe, is the executive director of, uh, or he's 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 high up in leadership in, in the Truth Initiative. Right. He, he was at the Brooklyn Tobacco Harm Reduction Conference, and you know, one of the points, one of the very strong points that was made, especially by Helen, Helen Redmond was right. that the, the level of, of just the shaming campaigns and, mm -hmm. you know, making people feel as though there's, there's just something completely wrong with them. I mean, like at a deep spiritual level, level, you know, uh, those you don't see those you don't see that style of of communication for things like you know people with other people with diseases or you know mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't yeah. shame a person with diabetes you wouldn't you know shame a, a person with the cold right you know you say no you know instead of you know licking the, the railing on the the stairs or doorknobs you know <laughs> Make sure you wash your hands frequently, and uh, you know, cover your mouth when you sneeze or your nose. And right. <clears throat> you know, you don't <clears throat> you don't ostracize those people. Yet we do that to smokers. So it, it's just I, again, you know, to walk away from a, a very informative conference like that and go back mm -hmm. to an organization, and somehow they're allowed to continue perpetuating these shaming campaigns uh it is it just it doesn't surprise me it just i guess it kind of it's very disappointing i think i find it infuriating i mean i think vaping and, and low-risk products have probably reached the mass of people that they're going to reach that want to stop or want to continue ingesting nicotine or not and just you know vape for the flavor or you know use oral tobacco because they like the kick um without causing irrevocable harm to themselves maybe um these campaigns trying to shame the last few people that are still smoking is ridiculous you know it, it these people are the diehards and shaming them it's making it the forbidden fruit and we know what happens with that you know what i mean people go yeah you don't want me to do it i'll do it anyway that's what some people are like so it's not gaining them anything it's making them look abusive and bad you know what i mean it's making tobacco control look like a bunch of bullies yeah. which you know, appearances you know they count for a lot <laughs> so it, it's just it's a shame because i think at at some point 
when they first started, when they talked about the harms and, and way to reduce harms and, and you know what I mean? I think they, they probably did some good then and now they're just hurting people they claim to quote unquote care about. But if they're abusing them, how much do they really care? I guess. Yeah. I, I think it's, it, to some extent, it's clear that uh, tobacco control has kind of written off that, that last remaining, you know, 15 to 16% of people. And, and it's, it's less about the existing smokers and more about uh, scaring young people into to not starting, um, which like you said, it's just, you know, you're just making it taboo, which kind of makes it, you know, the forbidden fruit taste sweeter. So, um, you know, that's that, that, you know, it, with with the the deeming regulations taking full effect in a couple of years, and with you know generally, uh, uh, I guess a majority of people not understanding the risks associated um, with these products, not understanding the benefits. Um, you know, I think we're about to see over the next couple over the next two years, even though the regulations haven't taken full effect, uh, we'll start to see that the that this kind of recent rapid decline in smoking prevalence start to level off again. Oh, sure. And uh, that's, um, that's a, sort of my somewhat unqualified prediction, but, um, you know, the, 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 my, my hope, it's an unfortunate thing to hope this, but uh, because it means that, that more people just continue to smoke, but um, hopefully that evidence comes to light and, and further, you know, supports uh, the, the case of, of harm reduction advocates that, um, you know, we need to find a more, more rational approach to, to promoting these products, allowing these products to stay on the market. Mm -hmm. um, and, and with that, we're sort of coming up on the half hour mark here. So I'll, I'll be getting, <clears throat> getting out of here, but um, uh, just wanted to put, uh, you know, a final plug in there that, you know, so we're coming up on September. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe September is when uh, lawmakers will be heading back to D.C. Sure. Uh, and so over the next, um, you know, September, October, uh, this is going to be kind of a critical time for people to be reaching out to their lawmakers and urging them to support this predicate date change. And mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, uh, the, the most viable vehicle for this is the Cole Bishop Amendment. Uh, this is what is in the Agricultural Appropriations Bill, and uh, we, you know we may see this come to um, uh, a vote on the, the, the uh, floor of the House. Mm -hmm. um, there's the potential of a mini omnibus bill that happens, you know, before the election. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, it, it, you know, if if you haven't taking the time to reach out to your lawmakers and urge them to support this. Uh, now is the time to start doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, HR 2058 is still something that, you know, we're urging people to, it's part of the, the message that we're sending to lawmakers, um, you know, for our purposes, that's sort of an easy, you know, someone that supports HR 2058, we kind of know where they stand and then you, right. you can have that, you can have that support in writing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that's also something we're urging people to support, um, so yeah, you know, these next couple of months, it, 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 unfortunately, uh, it's, it's a few, there's a handful of state legislatures that will be coming back and, and doing things, uh, New Jersey being one of them. Uh, it 
So we'll have to be paying attention to what's going on at the state level. And mm -hmm. I think it's like seven or eight states um, from now through November, and a few of them go all the way through the end of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know, the focus really shifts to um, getting congressional support for predicate date change. Sure. Exactly. Can you guys still hear me or did Discord go down? I can hear you. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it, it's just... I think... I wish more people's families would reach out to these lawmakers. Um, I'm not talking about children. You know, I think that tobacco control uses children. It's unethical in a big way. But your husbands, your wives, your parents or grandparents, if, if they've seen a change in you, or if they've seen your health improve and, and seen your life improve, it would be great if they would contact the lawmakers as well. You know, I, I think people see us doing it and assume we're like a cult or something. But the more people that notice things in your life getting better, um, the more I think lawmakers can be made aware of that, the better it looks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's one of those things, you know, we get asked frequently, you know, what more can I do? I've sent the letters, I've made my phone calls, I've, sure. you know, I've shared information and this and that. Um, but, but you know, the, the effort going forward is is reaching out, you know, outside of the, the kind of vaping community echo chamber. Uh, we're, we're all relatively convinced that these products have, have benefited us. Sure. Um, it's it's reaching out to the non-smoking, non-vaping, non-tobacco using uh, rest of the population who yeah. uh, who really need to understand. And you know, there's there's a lot of people. I, it's unfortunate that you know the, the scheduling didn't work out. But there's a harm reduction conference, I believe, in San San Diego uh -huh. uh, that takes place. I think it's every two years, uh -huh. and uh, you know that would be uh, a, a good place. For, for people to to go and and, and uh, it costs actually a lot of money to attend but right. um, but generally you know there are harm reduction advocates in other in relation to other issues in drugs drug use probably being the most um, prominent one mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's uh, you know harm reduction is harm reduction is harm reduction and mm -hmm. Uh, those people that it, it for, you know, but for some reason, when it comes to tobacco, everybody just sort of puts the blinders on. Um, so that's that's a segment. There's you know, there's a lot of people of various political persuasions who are pro harm reduction and uh, don't smoke. Don't they don't they don't smoke? They don't drink. They don't do drugs, but they're pro harm reduction. And those those are some of the people that we need to reach out to. Um, you know the, the message going forward this is a compassionate and and uh effective and I, I hate to say the word efficient because it seems like you know we're all just machines but um this is an efficient way to to you know help people improve their lives and you know empower people to make good decisions about their health yeah. um so you know reaching out to friends family co-workers uh that's 
that's really vital to, to getting the message out there. And then, you know, tell them to go to casaw.org and send a message to their lawmakers. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Is that it for this week, Alex, do you think? That should be the, it for this week. I, I feel like I'm, I'm missing something as always, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll figure it out and make it up next week. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great night. Awesome, we'll thank you. Next, see you next time. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay.